The following episode of TOEFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And uh, Charlie, your teeth have never looked better. <laughs> they look beautiful. They look, they look styled. They look well presented. Plenty of shine. Yeah. The, uh, the, the hairs, Full volume body. The hairs on your tongue look like they are, they are shaped well. The reason I'm saying this is because Charlie and I are staying in the... Uh, you're crashing in my hotel at the moment in Adelaide because I'm here for the Adelaide Fringe Festival. And last night when we got home quite late, you went to brush your teeth. With my hair product. <laughs> and, not, and not in some kind of like funny booger-esque kind of way, like trying to make you laugh. I genuinely thought it was toothpaste because yeah. it's in like a, like a, a, a small cylindrical tube that yeah. has one of those push button, like you, so they do Colgate in tubes just like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the Colgate ones look like Colgate. <laughs> They're not in a silver thing that says hair product. <laughs> But what I loved was that you're brushing your teeth with this hair product and before you spat out the hair product, you still, with your toothbrush in your mouth, kept brushing and turned to me and went, this is not toothpaste. (laughs) I was like, I would have spat it out first, then informed me that you hadn't put it, but you were just like, no. I'm going to let you know. Well, what if it had turned out that actually my teeth had never been whiter or brighter? Like if hair product was like a better cleaning product than toothpaste. Oh, I if, you're, to see. if you're one of those people who discovered. Yeah. Like, you just know, people, through like misadventure. People who put toothpaste on zits. Like apparently, what? yeah, apparently if you get a zit on your face and you put toothpaste on it, it can help with yeah getting your zit. And that just must have been someone who was bad at brushing their teeth originally. That sounds just like a cure for hiccups, though. I don't believe it. You know how everyone has their cure for hiccups? And none of them work. Well, Amy's works. Amy does that one where I have to look her directly in the eye and say, I will give you $100 if you hiccup again. And every time I do that to her, it stops her hiccups. Really? Yeah. It's like a trigger. I've heard that one. I feel like the mentalist. (laughs) I feel like I have some power over her. Like I've slowed down my voice and she gets into the rhythm of me in like this interrogation situation. And I'm like, no, you don't have to reveal the truth to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then it all comes out I'm like that with a hundred I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you hic- hiccup again yeah. and take a tell break. me where you were last time <laughs> yeah. I will give you a hundred dollars <laughs> if you make out with that chick <laughs> if you could do that a hundred dollars <laughs> if I was the mentalist that's what I'd be using it for I, we should make a version of the mentalist where we have the same powers but we just go around from situation to situation making girls make out with each other <laughs> Girls Gone Mentalist. <laughs> In fact, I might call it Girls Gone Will. And it'll <laughs> yeah, be my new perfect. show. Well, I will 2013's go. written. Yeah, and so basically, Girls Gone Will is a cross between the mentalist and Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, I like where that. I go around the country using my mentalist powers to convince girls to show their breasts. <laughs> So you know how Sam Worthington goes on talk shows and pretends that he's normal Aussie bloke? What do you mean? Isn't he? I thought he was a, a labourer. Just a just an Aussie bloke, mate. Just, just like, an Aussie bloke. Mate, I don't even like auditioning. Right I just uh, turn oh, up and people see me and they put me in movies. No. I don't even know what's going on. I was on. just there with my mates. 
lifting their fridge. I was helping them move their fridge and they were going to an audition and I'd happened to learn the part by accident. Mate, we don't have a lot of time when there's big ball of mud. <laughs> I, I actually th- heard him fucking say that I once. I was talking to my mate Jim, Jim Cameron. Uh. He went on uh, a US talk show recently, Al Sam Worthington, and told uh, a story about how he doesn't have a mobile phone. Don't need it, mate. Don't need it, mate. Uh, look, you know, this acting thing, it's all just a bit of a game. Yeah, mate. Sometimes you get a script if it brings, you know, brings a bit of a tear to the eye. I might consider it, but, uh, yeah. it's just a circus. I prefer to be on the farm. Mission. Yeah. yeah. Shooting. Riding. In fact, uh, the only reason I got to this talk show tonight in front of millions of people was my agent sent the invite on a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Wasn't there? A, like how how are you an actor who doesn't have a mobile phone? Wasn't there a photo of Sam Worthington at the premiere of Avatar or something, and he's wearing like a four thousand dollar tuxedo, yep. but like old fucking like his old blunt boots, or something. Just his blunnies, mate. Because he's keeping it real. Yeah, and he's just like oh, you know these are the only these are the only shoes I got for fancy events. It's like yeah. where'd you get the fucking eight thousand dollar yeah. tuxedo you had, from? You had that as well. They, they couldn't chuck you a pair of shoes. Really? As well? No one. No one would lend you a pair of shoes. Clark's. Would have given you a pair of 40 buck leather shoes, man. I, I love the idea, too, that he doesn't like. I mean, it's just the most pretentious thing to say for an actor that you don't have a mobile phone because there's just no way an actor is not going to well, have a mobile phone. Apparently, Bill Murray doesn't have a mobile phone. And I'd believe that. Yeah, but that's big. Bill Murray. But that's always, that story's always told, and oh, we couldn't get Bill Murray because Bill Murray doesn't have a mobile phone. Not like. But Sam Worthington's in everything. Yeah. Like, how are people getting in contact with him? Maybe that's why he's in everything. His agents, he'll one day get a mobile phone. There'll be like a thousand messages from an agent going, don't do Ross of the Titans. It's going to be horrible. I, I did see so in the paper the other day support. that three of, the, of his porn star um, lovers have made a porno together with a kind of fake Tiger Woods. And so it's his real life porn lovers, you know, fake porno with a fake Tiger Woods. If you were Tiger Woods, would you be curious to see that? I'd say it. To see how you're portrayed? Fucking love to watch that. Yeah. Love someone to make a porno about me. Like, I don't care if I'm being parodied. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. That would be awesome. I could see it now. It's like some big, like, he's probably going to be about 10 years younger than you and he's going to be really buff. Yeah. They've cast a guy who's tall. That's about as close as they get. Yeah. And they've kind of put his hair hair up. Yeah, they've put his hair up. (laughs) And he's wearing all black. Yeah. And they've got, the porno starts, it's in like a, a comedy club and he's on stage and he's doing like a routine. What's it called? Um, Philarius, and it's F I double L. Right, okay. Philarius. I would have gone with Free Willy. Oh, yeah, no, Free Willy's much better. Yeah. yeah. Will me up. <laughs> I don't know, I'm obsessed with Phil. And so he's making a couple of jokes about whatever. I mean, they're, they're not trying to parody. Maybe they, he says something, it'll be along the lines of, um, and let's just say it's an Australian porno, so okay. it's an yep. American porno. And so the actor playing you goes, and you know about the Prime Minister? Is the Prime Minister stupid? <laughs> Thank you, I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> Because that's, that's, be that's actually a little bit better than some of my earlier And so you come off stage. Boy, that Prime Minister sure is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then he's got to have, because they can't call it Will Ant. Can they call it Tiger Woods? Because don't they change it just slightly with the porno version? So your name's not Will Anderson. It would be Will Hand on Bum or something like that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Like Will. Will and I come? Will and I come. <laughs> Will and I come. Yeah. So Will and I come. Come. You come off stage, and oh. then there's three groupies. Yeah. Uh, right. Jokies. Three jokies. Yeah. No, no. One's your assistant, and she leads you back into your dressing room. And I and I and I see them backstage. There's the uh, comedians on one side, and the uh, jokies on the other side. And I say, oh, clowns to the left of me, jokies to the right, <laughs> stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> I would almost boo that. I would almost boo, but I know you get really upset when I boo. So. 
Just consider yourself warned. I do. I save it up. That was a yellow card. I save, I save, I save them up. So then, um, so yeah, so the assistant, she leads you in and um, she says, uh, uh, Mr. Anderson, um, can I get you anything else? And you, and you go, uh-huh. <laughs> you start nodding. And then you uh, take your clothes off and you start having sex with her. And then there's a knock at the door. Yep. And two jokies walk in. <laughs> and they say, oh, it's got to be some kind of like sexy joke pun. Uh, yeah, you could say wait, they've got to walk in and then they're going to go act shocked because they see the girl, the other the assistant blowing you. And instead of kind of being embarrassed, you turn to the two girls and you say, "No, I think this is better." Here, here's what I'm going to say. All right. It's uh, three. So the three girls. All right. The first one's an English woman. The second, nah. one's, <laughs> the second one's a Scots woman. The third one's Irish, and they all walk into my bar. <laughs> he just pointed at his penis when he said that. All right, awesome. That works perfectly. Yeah. Oh, you know what it should be called? What? This, so it shouldn't be a parody of my name. The, the video should be called. It's just me standing with my penis, but as if it's a microphone, and I'm holding it, and it's called, Is This Thing On? <laughs> <laughs> it should look like, and you'll get Norman Pickering to, is that his name? Uh, uh, Larry. Larry Pickering, Pickering to do yeah. the cover. <laughs> Oh, so the penis thing? is really long. Yeah, and, and it's it turned, turned into, into a, a microphone. microphone. <laughs> oh, you would actually have your own Playboy Mansion. Yeah. I can imagine you having your own Playboy Mansion. I'd actually. love to have a Playboy Mansion. I definitely... I don't think I'd ever get bored. Like, I know people look at Hugh Hefner and like, oh, what a sad old man. So yeah. I'd trade places with that sad old man. You, said, would, you would too, yeah, wouldn't definitely. you? And you would definitely be one of those guys who when you're... Like, there's part of me that, like, looks forward to being 70 so that I will never have to think about... Having a party or, or, <laughs> or doing any of those sort of things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm never having a party at my house. I'm never inviting people around. You know, <laughs> I hope I'm there alone, you know, surrounded by cats. Well, having said that, I guess maybe I think I'd be the same as you in that I'd want that mansion, but I wouldn't want people in it. <laughs> like, I'd have a few parties at the start. Just to show off. I just want a mansion to yep. live in and just to walk around and have, like, really nice. I just, I would love to live in a big house with nice things. Yeah. <laughs> that would be By like my mean, complicated dream. Why would you mean blonde prostitutes from the Midwest of America? <laughs> Nice things. Yeah, and occasionally you break one and someone's like, this is why we can't have nice things. Because <laughs> you keep breaking the blonde-headed hookers from middle America. There's a rule in my house. You can't go running with a playmate in your arms. Yeah, you break it, you own it. <laughs> you have to take your shoes off so you don't get the playmates dirty. What would my playmates be called? I guess if... Uh... Well, what would your mansion be called? Because you have to have like a... Yeah, so he's the, that's the playboy mansion, right? Yeah. So you're... The Tower of Orson. The Tower of Orson. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like they have to travel... That bunnies would do that. They would have to, like, literally, they would be going on a quest from middle America. And they would be going, we're going on this quest because we want to make it to the Tower of Orson <laughs> and be one of Orson's. And what, what are your... Oh, God, what would they be? What I mean, are your bunnies called? I don't know. Do they have an animal name or do they have something that... Well, Playboy, they were bunnies because that, that was the, the image of the Playboy, the Playboy bunny. So what's your, what's your motto? Um... I call them the wombats. The wombats? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Gemma has always said that my family have a slightly marsupial quality. That right. we're all, My mum looks a bit like a koala. I've got the little paws of a, of a wombat. So, you know, the wombat seems to make sense. It's yeah. kind of, they're kind of cute and fluffy. They're like bunnies, but, you know. Wombats? Although they're not Aren't really... they kind of aggressive and pig-nosed? Are they aggressive? I reckon wombats have that sort of... They're stumpy. Yeah, but I'm going to... If you re- were like, I'm, I'm going to reinvent the wombats. <laughs> are you going to make wombats sexy? I'm going to make them sexy. Well, I mean, is a bunny necessarily sexy? The most famous... 
Oh, well, yeah, but you got Jessica Rabbit. There's been, like, a history of bunnies being sexy when Bugs well, Bunny dressed up as a female bunny. I'm going to start the sexy wombat movie. And then people are going to go back and, like, look at wombat, look at uh, Fatso from A Country Practice and, like, go, fuck, Fatso looks hot, hot in this episode. Look at the way Fatso waddles into the barn. If I was that Hugh Hefner guy living in uh, Orson, Tower, Orson Towers, what was it called? Yeah. Uh, Tower Orson, Orson Tower, whatever, that place. Yeah, right. My mansion. You've already forgotten. <laughs> I'd love to pay just like a really, like the world's strongest man to just carry me around in one of those baby things. <laughs> in you know, a pouch. Those, those pouch things that you the get. The ones you have on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just there with your arms out and your yeah, legs and out. and a bottle. <laughs> I'd love that. Like you, come, you haven't seen me in a while. You come round, my butler lets you in, just tells you to wait in the uh, living room. <laughs> you just see this enormous weightlifter from Russia come down the stairs with me strapped to the front of him, starfish style. No, Mark Henry. Oh, yeah. The world's strongest world's man. World's strongest man. Well, he's qualified. Mark Henry. You, you ring up the wrestling. You ring up your mate Vince McMahon, you know, because you know, now, now I'm a millionaire. Now you're a billionaire. billionaire. You're all friends. Yeah. And you say, look, um, I know Mark Henry. Donald Trump texts me. Yep. Vince McMahon's number. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you you ring him up and you say, look, I know Mark Henry's not wrestling a lot these days. Um, do you think he'd be interested in maybe we could do a deal? <laughs> and uh, you you go, you say, in return, um, I'll get some of the wombats to come down and do ring, you know, ring like cards and stuff like that yeah, for the yeah, wrestling. Yeah. So it's like Vince gets something out of it and yeah. like, you, know, you get Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. And, they could, and, they could do, and then we could also do a reality show about it as well. Me and my world's strongest man. <laughs> it's not so catchy. <laughs> Me and my grown baby. Yeah. Billionaire baby. Billionaire baby. Billionaire baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. You could definitely sell that show. Yeah, sure. So you're wombats, right? <laughs> Fuck the wombats, yeah. yeah. So you've got your um, Orson Tower and you've got your wombats. Uh, you know how the Playboy bunnies kind of dressed in the... Yeah, so the bunny costumes. What are the what are the wombats dressing in? A bit like what Raquel Welsh wore in Six Million BC. So it's like a fur oh. bikini, but wombat fur, not real wombat. Fur, yeah, like fake wombat fur. No, bikini. in fact, a percentage of every magazine you sell goes to save the wombats. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they have like uh, like fairy UGG boots. Exactly, just think Raquel Welsh in Six Million Years BC. So the fairy UGG boots, okay. the fairy little line cloth, little fairy bikini top. All right, I'm actually starting to get more interested in this idea. <laughs> Um, now, uh, how do you recruit them? Like, uh, yeah, what, what's national draft? <laughs> Every year, the most prominent, promising seventeen-year-olds are put into a draft. Every year, the seventeen-year-olds with the lowest self-esteem are yeah. put into a draft. Um, how are you choosing your wombats? Uh, like, how many would you have? Do you at, reckon at any one time? Yeah. So these are like my. I mean, obviously, there's wombats all the time at um, Austin Towers, yeah. at Tower Austin. Um, but the ones that I take as my girlfriends. Yeah. How many, like, because you know how Hugh Hefner had like six at one stage. Six. I don't think I want that many. I think th- three, three, three is a good number. And how are you going to choose who gets to be the special wombats? Um, well, just whoever's not shitting me at the time. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, what, why? What would your criteria be? Well, no, it's your it's your tower. I just want to know like what how you're getting. I just feel like those... I'm being led somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no so okay. I'm just genuinely interested in how you're recruiting. My your selection three... process. Okay, so I guess I would want one. Give me one that's really good at, at um, compliments and building me up. Okay. Like a real sycophant, right? Right. So yeah. even though you're a billionaire who has your own mansion <laughs> full of hot women dressed as wombats, you still need to be butted up a little bit. Yeah, totally. Okay, but I'm going to balance it out with another one who tells the truth, always cuts to the chase, and gets right to the point. Oh, but. 
I need that balance. Okay. So one I can rely on for like the truth, another one I can rely on to make myself feel better. So if I'm right. feeling like, you know, just say circulation is down like by two hundred thousand copies, but I don't really want to know about it, I'll go and talk to the one who butters me up and she'll make me feel better about it. But if it's fucking like oh no, I really need to fucking we really need an honest opinion and then I've got the bunny who I she's the truth giver then you would have a threesome with the two of them and you just come out and feel fine (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm okay I'm okay and the third bunny I guess I don't know um, just uh, always on call to get donuts (laughs) she has She's like to hook me up, like she's my pusher. Yeah. But she can get me pastries at any hour of the night, any location, no matter where we are in the world. Oh, she has her own bakery or something. Yeah, well, she's just hooked up, hooked in. Oh, she just, around yeah, okay. Way. Yeah. She's more like a personal assistant. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. That I can have sex with. Yeah. And eat donuts on top of. <laughs> or have sex with through a donut. <laughs> if that's your thing. <laughs> and is your bedroom like a cave like a wombat would be like you know, <laughs> <laughs> is that... uh, I, I mean the Playboy Mansion isn't a burrow so why no, would the wombat I'm not saying the whole mansion should be a burrow well, I, have theme- saying, would your... I would have themed rooms definitely because yeah. I guess we're to, because circulation is down because of the internet now yeah. so what I've done is open up a portion of Orson Towers yeah. um, for people to come tourists to come by so there's like rooms that I've themed up and stuff and there's yeah. memorabilia from you know decades of you know um, so yeah, there would be like a, it'd be like, you know what it would look like? Um, uh, Winnie the Pooh's house in the old, in the old Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so great. So like, you know, there'd be dirt walls and yeah. kind of shelves built into the dirt and like a little open fire and Perfect. stuff like that. Yeah. All right. I like that. Um, what are you wearing? What you, oh, because I need the yeah. dressing gown. Well, because you have to know, always, yeah, it goes around in his, you know, monogram dressing gown. That's his signature thing. What are you wearing? Um... Because the other thing is, you track can't, suit pants. You can't <laughs> really just, expensive tracksuit pants. You can't just wear normal clothes because all the women are dressed as wombats. Yeah, right. you've got to wear something that at least is making a statement. I just reckon a big blanket, a big like made out of the same fake fur, like as a snuggie, like a snuggie, a, oh, a wombat snuggie, a wombat snuggie. Yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> that would be my eccentric little, you know. I'd just be wearing a wombat fur snuggie. Plus, I would have Mark Henry carrying me from room to room. Oh, that's right. I forgot that Mark was involved. Wow. My three so, wombats are following me around. One giving me compliments, the other one telling me the truth, while the third one is pushing donuts into my mouth. Uh, thank you, uh, wombat. Uh, I do think that I look very attractive. Thank you, other wombat, for telling me that I'm probably a bit old for a, a man to be carrying me from room to room and that you can see up my snuggie. <laughs> and thank you for the donuts, third wombat. <laughs> Please feed the baby billionaire. <laughs> in the um, Smallville mythology, which isn't like... Which only took nine seasons to get good. Uh, and you know what? I've revisited my opinion on that again. Uh, I watched the, the, the finale of... The, like, I watched the last episodes of the 10th season, which is the last season. And I just don't think it was a good show. <laughs> I watched 10 seasons, every single episode of that show. And I'm going to say it wasn't a good show. Wow. Um, uh, so we are recording this before this gig will have happened, but by the time this podcast goes up, we will have done, um, our first ever live podcast. So how did it go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we speculate? Should we do some time capsule? Well, yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Let's, we can make some predictions. Although making a time capsule prediction about something that we actually are involved in, like, isn't really a time capsule yeah, because right. we have we, the, can control. we can make these predictions. I was like, I bet we talk about this and then I'll just write that down and I'll make sure we talk about it. It's not much of it. I'm like, I'm yeah, a genius the a way I point. predicted what I would do. <laughs>
how about you talk about what your fears or expectations about the podcast are, and then we can measure based on you know on what happens. Well, it's funny because I was uh, I was thinking about it last night, and I did have like a, a slight panic attack. Where it's oh my god, like I have to actually get up in front of people and do this thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was in my head, I was like, well, maybe I should actually just like bring something to the table. Why don't I actually bring something in, you know, so I'm not, not just there like a deer in the headlights. And in my head, I was like, oh, because this is only like the second time I've ever got up in front of like a, a comedy crowd yeah. since I did Raw 12 years ago. Why don't I bring in that routine I did? Oh, oh, that's pretty good that actually. Raw. And so I thought about it, I thought, yeah, it's funny because yeah. we could go through it like joke that's by right. joke we can and punch you guys yeah. critique me. But then I thought about it and I was like, but what if no one laughs? Like, what if I read it out and it's not like you got, it's so bad. You guys can't even make fun of it. You know what I mean? Like, what if I read it out and it's like, I've just read out, you know, instructions from a, you know, a, a instruction manual. <laughs> it's that kind of, you guys don't even know how to make jokes about it. Cause it's that bad. Oh no. I think we'd always find a way to make fun of you. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like that would be a problem. Well, that's the other thing. Do I want to, do I want to deliberately make fun of myself in front of like a group of people? Well, here's what I'm going to say, Charlie, you're going to get made of fun of either way. So you might as well be the one who started it. That way you, you think? Then, then you have ownership of it. We can, yeah, I guess. I can have ownership over, over you starting making fun of me as well, though. I don't know that I need to bring that extra heat on myself. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. What if, I mean... I mean, Here's the worst scenario. What if you did that set yeah. and everybody loved every joke and you realised you made a hideous mistake <laughs> by giving up stand-up comedy and you should just stuck at it and you'd probably be a massive star now? That's a worse scenario. If it goes badly, you know you made the right decision. No, he's in the he's in the new Star Trek. Sherlock. Yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. Come on, come on my bus. Come on bus. <laughs> he would have had such a hard time at school. I'm Why did they call him fucking Benedict then? If your surname is Cumberbatch. Well, you're trying to you can't, you're, you're trying to distract from Cumberbatch. If your last <laughs> Cumberpatch. No, it's you, what's his name? Yeah, Benedict. Benedict, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. It's. <laughs> That's not Benedict Cumberbatch. It's Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> I'm sure Cumberpatch. I'm sure he has like it's a... Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not Cumberbatch. <laughs> That's why they had to call him Benedict to distract people. <laughs> Fact that his name was a literal translation of what it meant to come a bunch. <laughs> he would come all the time. That's. You know, bakers were called bakers because they baked. Yeah. And he came a bunch. So yeah, it's like come a bunch. Pussy galore. Benedict, yeah. Benedict come a bunch. Hey, I'm going to... Are you going to Google it? I'll look at the day today. Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure it's Cumberpatch. It's like you're doing a vocal exercise. <laughs> Benedict the arsonist had webbed toes. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I told you, motherfucker! What was I saying? Not that! I was saying cum, cumber, Cumberpatch. What did I say? We need to go to the fucking video umpire. Benedict Cumberbatch. You can't even say and you're looking right at it. Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumber or Cumber? Cumber. Cumberpatch. Cumberbatch. That is Cumberbatch. <laughs> it is pretty much Cumberbatch. So, if you added this to the Batman myth, right? That Batman just goes about his business. Everything we know about Batman is true. So, you, you go and see The Dark Knight, and that movie is exactly the same, except they've added in some footage of when Batman gets the bad guys back to his Batcave. Yeah. And these like a murderers and rapists and stuff like this, yeah, people yeah. who deserve it. He then 
torches them. Uh, well, he didn't just kills them like Dexter. Like yeah, right. he's a serial so killer. You, you, like the bad guy wakes up and he's in the bat cave. So he sees the giant penny and he sees the dinosaur. And then he sees Batman just taping up black plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Like really black, like yeah. it would be all themed yeah. and have like a series of bat knives and bat scalpels and shit that he used to like cut him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that change the Batman story? Oh, of course. But I think that people would... I would think they understand? Be, there'd be a portion of people who would still dig oh. that. Like the Punisher. He's still getting the bad people off the street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's sadistic yeah. in the way he, uh, he he treats the the victims. But people like Dexter, don't they? Dexter's a hero. Well, I don't of know. Sorts. I think that's the whole point of that TV show, Dexter. But is- you like Dexter. Yeah, and you empathise with Dexter. You empathise with Dexter, but you don't necessarily, you know, that's that's kind of the difference between empathise and sympathise. Well, empathise is you feel, um, you know, you go, oh yeah, that's maybe what I would be like in that situation. Yeah. Uh, Whereas sympathise is saying, I'm, I feel sorry for you. You know. Okay. Specifically about pity, sympathise. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But but empathy is also like, but that you can go, oh yeah, I get that. I, I, I. Understand that I could be. That's that. right, because an empath is someone who's like, oh, he feels danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so. wants to communicate, yeah. and that's where the word came from. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Thank you. There was no such thing as empathy before Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I think people would still dig it. Like in the same, you know how they do that with comic book titles is they spin the character off into different, you know, uh, different versions of themselves. If if suddenly they're brought out like uh, Batman After Dark. Kind of, you know, Batman goes super crazy. I think people would still read that. I think that'd be kind of cool, actually. I mean, it would logically it would make sense that a kid who very who witnessed the very violent death of his parents would then enact acts of violence on you know people that he believed to be evildoers. It makes a lot of sense. All right, okay. We take it a step further. Then instead of killing them, what he likes to do when he catches the bad guys is take them home, and then they wake up in the very similar thing, and he's putting black plastic everywhere. <laughs> but then he masturbates on them. Like that's that's what he does. Just to I think you've just uh, forced the closure of DC Comics, <laughs> <laughs> the burning of all Batman materials. I don't know people. Like one be... quick bat wank. Like he doesn't kill them. It's actually to... a batter wank. Yeah, to be honest, you've got your batter wank. I've got my batter what wank? Your batter wank. <laughs> so my batter wank. Yeah, so he gets out his batter wank, <laughs> and he masturbates <laughs> because. <laughs> That's what he enjoys doing. And it's one quick one. He doesn't do it over and over, but he likes to masturbate on everyone so it's a couple, he takes it's in. Uh, two tugs and it's, it's out. It's like, he's, like, it's like Zorro. <laughs> Except what he does is he masturbates on them and his semen forms... The bat symbol. The bat symbol. Right, okay. Right, so that's what he does as his finishing move now. So what, but then, what, when, then what does he do with the bad guys? Then he takes then, them then, then, <laughs> so, so they wake up in the bat cave. They're strapped yeah. down. They see Batman. He's still got the cowl on the top part of his costume on, but he's like naked from the waist down. And he does a quick little tug. He's like, a, say my name. <laughs> does a little hasty symbol on like the side of their face or something. And then sort of just very slowly just like unbuckles them and what, you're free to go now. <laughs> the guy's like, aren't you even going to do the Batman voice? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're free to go now. Where are we? Uh, Wayne Manor. I mean, uh, I mean uh, the back Because, <laughs> you know, he just comes. So he's got that kind of like, you know, tr- that truth serum. You know, like after, you, after you've come, like, like a girl can ask you anything. It's the same for Batman. See, that's the problem is he keeps bringing supervillains back. But every time he ejaculates on the, on the Joker, he, he tells him something. He tells him his true identity. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because he'd be like, maybe he's like, say, you know, the Joker's there and, and he's making the Joker say, you know, yeah, who are you? Say my name, you know, because that's what turns him on. So he's here, he's like, I'm Batman, I'm Batman, I'm Batman. Bruce Wayne! Oh, oh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. So, 
No, then he takes them in because they're criminals. Yeah. He doesn't just let them off. Mm. But that's like his Zorro doing his Z. Like that's his finish. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what? that okay? Would people be cool with that? Yeah, well, I don't understand. Yeah, look, no. <laughs> I don't think people would be cool with that. So is Batman ejaculating on their face as a warning to other criminals? Yeah, so he's come up with a thing. What, word of mouth? Because it's much more effective if he scars them. No, Lucius uh, Fox has come up with some sort of thing that when, like, he, in his bat semen, it kind of burns, like, just a scar into okay. there. So he has to drink, like, it's pineapple juice with a hint of acid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, pineapple juice is very acidic already. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he just—I <laughs> don't think it's enough to make your gum burn through someone's flesh. It tastes delicious, but it burnt my throat out. <laughs> I've got some good about, news and some bad news. Talk, hang on, when you say it tastes delicious but burnt your throat out, is it still in pineapple juice form? <laughs> or are you talking about the end of the process? I—I I was actually talking about the end of the process. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it applies either way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's some sort of... that. This is a weapon they've come up with. Yeah, no pun intended. And it's to... Mr. Wayne, I've come up with a weapon. <laughs> come. And he's... Uh, and so he does it and it burns a little scar as a warning to other criminals. That's yeah. exactly what happens. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So how does he get the criminals back out of the back cave once he's come on their face? Wouldn't it be much easier just to come on their face in an alleyway? <laughs> oh, that's a good point, actually. No, you're right. That's a much better point. Because I think we wanted is we bled Dexter into the combat now. Yeah. I realised that, yeah, for that one, he really needed to be back at the back cave. Yeah. But for this one... No, he can just jack off. He can just say... In an alleyway. He can just be flinging it from the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. He can do a drive-by. I bit my wrist so I could bleed. <laughs> See the blood. This is a bit dull, isn't it? What do you mean? Just being in, like, a room just to tour this. I like it. I like the intimacy. What, if you've done one live show and now it's gone to your head... I'm addicted. Is that what it is? You're only going to work live in front of huge crowds? Not even in a box? To the disappointment of much of our audience who came to the Superpod, that you weren't in some sort of, you know, see-through container or box in the corner. There, there was there was part of me. Remember that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer gets made the leader of the the Masons? I do. And they do that last Emperor joke where he runs out, everyone has to bow, and right. he keeps running in and out. At the end, when we we're getting the applause, there was part of me that just wanted to keep going back out on stage, <laughs> <laughs> seeing how many times I could get applause. Because it is addictive. Yeah, for ages. I reckon you've been at... There was, there was such a good crowd that I think you really could have worn out your welcome. We'll take a majority for yes as, uh, as yeah. consent. Yeah. And then we will... Your Honour. <laughs> Look, I took a vote around the room. She wasn't into it, but heaps of other people said it was okay. So, uh, this is a democracy, right? I had a vote. Guilty. <laughs> That's been another episode of World's Worst Lawyer. <laughs> and whenever we do I like a courtroom situation, it's always the world's worst lawyer. Normally it ends with, this is not a courtroom, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Just standing on your table. World's Worst Lawyer. <laughs> At a McDonald's. I object. This isn't a courtroom. Order! <laughs> yeah, now what is your order? No! <laughs> world's Worst Lawyer. <laughs> Sustained. What is sustained? I don't know. This conversation is sustained. You don't live here. Objection. What was like? I don't understand, like, the thing about the dance battle, how that is meant to work. Like, how do you win a dance battle? So just say you and I, okay, just we're at a nightclub yeah. right now, right? And, we just and I walk up to you and I start doing this kind of shit and I'm like, yeah. And, and is, that, is that how a dance battle starts? Like, is there a formal sort of 
you know, the dance battle. Ha- is it like, you know, we've spoken before. <laughs> you have to apply in writing. <laughs> we've spoken before about the hockey, right? Yeah. And how, you know, if you go over and you pull off your gloves and yeah. you throw them down. And everyone backs away. Yeah, that's yeah. the start of the hockey fight. Is there equivalent of that with your dance battle? Is it just like throwing from, down your handbag I or something? From, what, uh, from every music video, it has to do with standing across from someone and then making some ridiculously over-the-top gesture with your hand. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you flick from your chin or something like that. It's like slapping someone with a, a glove in like yeah. the oldie times. Yeah, that's right. And you cross your arms a lot. Oh, yeah, you do the old, old school b-boy stance yeah. you look at someone with an old school b-boy stance it's an invitation for a dance battle I and think. also you know what it's also the most withering thing you can do to someone after they've busted out their best move drop one shoulder it's like it's sort of like yeah I admit that that was pretty good but whatever I've got some other shit but isn't it subjective man like just so you so you know we're at a club and I come out and I bust out the worm and I'm doing that in front of you and I get up and you come out and then you do the fucking like robot or something yeah who is determining who's winning there? Like, yeah. you know, in boxing, it's all about point scoring and, you yeah. know, if you hit certain areas. Like, how, is, is that how dance battles work? No, it's, it's I mean, this it's is just a vibe. This it's is yeah, a vibe. It's a vibe. This is the thing about art, Charlie. It's, it's hard to compare two works of art against each other. And I'd like to see in a dance battle that happen, them eventually get to a point where they go, you know what? We're both winners. We're both good. We're both good dancers. Some people would have enjoyed the way I dance. Some would have enjoyed the way you dance. But we just dance. Dance was the big winner tonight. <laughs> I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is he still doing movies? He's back doing movies. Really? Yeah, because now he's like not governor anymore. He's like, well, what's he going to do with his time? Fuck housemaids. <laughs> yeah, but he's got caught doing that, so he's not allowed to do that. He's got, he's like, um, I was going to take some time off, but uh, my fucking housemaid's time is out and my governor time is out. I've got a lot of free time. I know this is about six months, you know, too late, but what is the deal with that? Like, <laughs> that's just purely about guys just like to be able to have sex with people and it doesn't matter you know if they're attractive if they're unattractive they're married to them if they're not like he just wanted to have sex with her because he could he essentially I think well I don't know maybe he loved her but from what came out in the story it seemed like she was just essentially a, f- a fleshlight with legs that could also dust see I, I, she, she was just there I could understand it you know what I mean like I can understand it as a man like I think that if he's got to that position of kind of power and stuff and he's probably used to having like women you know falling all over him yeah so why wouldn't he well that's co- well because he's because he's got a wife but knowing that and when you have a wife you're not meant to fuck the mate oh yeah totally yeah but the fact is he did and there's lots of guys who do that those guys make it so hard for guys like us to, <laughs> to convince our mates. girlfriends no <laughs> to convince our girlfriends to let us have mates well how do you, how can you possibly say um, to your partner yeah look I love you and I love you forever but then if all of a sudden you could have sex with any woman in the world and they made it really like opportune and could keep it secret then how could you not like it would be hard well you know what you do I would have thought is you don't you know you don't have anything convenient do you know what I mean like because I think that's right because she was in the house all the time yeah because I think that even if... Because know, the, the, if someone, the urge to wank can come at yeah. very odd moments. Like, literally, he could have just come home from a game of tennis or uh, whatever, he's made an orange juice, and he's like, you know what, I think I could blow a load. Yeah. And then rather than just get his hand out, he, he sees her, like, dusting the shelf. Yeah. Well, he's like, she's going to have to clean it up afterwards anyway, so <laughs> she might as well <laughs> do the whole job. <laughs> You're right, it's the convenience of having... Yeah, because if he'd had to get in a car and drive to her house to have the affair, he'd be halfway there going, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got time to back out of it. Yeah. But because she's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. That's why, you know, that that It is amazing that the common sense it'll prevail once you've, like, come. Like, you know, (gasps) it's amazing the clarity you get. 
Like I, I know when I was single, if I was unsure about whether or not I actually wanted to catch up with the with a girl, yeah. I'd have a quick shuffle, yeah. <laughs> quick, quick knuckle shuffle. And if I still felt like I wanted to see it, then yeah. I, okay, cool. There's something worth pursuing. Yeah, it's amazing what it does. It's, it, it's the come one, clouds the brain. <laughs> it's the one time that you really understand that we are still very much animals and, and guided by you know things that are beyond our control. Is that moment because you do literally. You are a completely different person one second to the other, the yeah. way you're thinking about everything. Yeah. And that's not because you're a bad person or because you're a devious person. It's literally a physical thing that you just go, where did that come from yeah. almost, right? And then you have that immense clarity of mind straight afterwards <laughs> where you're like, oh no, I understand. Every-. You suddenly see through the fucking matrix yeah. and you know where everything is and what place it should be. And you, 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 you even see into the future of all the bad repercussions, whatever you were about to yeah. do would have had yeah like you literally get that ability yeah and that's why charlie i think that men should be able to masturbate on quiz shows because sometimes when you're on who wants to be a millionaire and your brain gets a bit foggy <laughs> before you lock it in you know you might have to knock one off <laughs> can you imagine that <laughs> there's one of your five options you like to phone a friend or knock the top off <laughs> knock the top thanks or, or you go, or they don't, they don't bring it in, but you just know that's how you think. And you think, well, I'm on the million dollar question. Like, you know, am I going to, what, what do I do? And then he's like, would you like to find a friend? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and they find the friend and the friend just talks dirty. Yeah. To <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's going to be right, though. Like, before every yeah. significant decision you make in your life, you should have a wank beforehand because you'll never get the yeah. that same level of clarity. It would be awkward at the church when they say, Do you know <laughs> Charlie Clawson? <laughs> okay, so we're rolling. I don't know how to start this. If you're listening to this, then I am dead. <laughs> That's normally how you start shit like this. Yeah, like, we really, yeah, something awful has something. Okay, so here's the thing. So, uh, so this is Greg Barrett. And uh, uh, Will Anderson and uh, Charlie Clawson. Yeah, we're, this is uh, a special <laughs> yeah, recording. Yeah, sorts. So, three nights ago, <laughs> this is like a black box recording. This it is, is what totally this is. right. This is yeah. this is you find this at the bottom. This is actually going to be placed in the bottom of an airliner yeah. in an ocean of We've, despair. Yeah, an ocean fucking, of despair. Oh God, this dude. is essentially a DVD extra on the final season of Lost. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> So here's what we've decided to do, uh, because we don't really know how, how else to deal with this, but we decided to deal with it on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, as some of you probably know, uh, three nights ago here in uh, Australia, in Melbourne, we did something called a super pod, yeah. which was simply, we were supposed to do a night of stand-up, and then Charlie was going to be there. Yeah. And all of us were sort of like, what is that going to be? And then I just said at one point to Will, I go, why don't we do a podcast? And Will goes, that's what the people want. And boom, it was on. We let the festival know that we wanted to do another podcast. We had just done ours, the Walking the Room one, which had gone very well. Festival was game. We set it up, and it fucking sold out immediately. We got moved to another room, and that fucking sold out. So we had a super pod, which was had no more planning than what I'm telling you right now. The four of us had ran into each other the night before. I, it's the first time I've seen Charlie since we hung out in the States. And we fucking just were like, hey, good to see you, bud. What are we going to do tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe we'll have dinner and talk about it. Maybe we won't. And we didn't. We met backstage before the super pod. We shared hugs. We said hello, and then we went on stage and made shit up for an hour and a half, and it was fucking awesome. Now, am I overselling that guy, do you think? Oh, I mean, like, the, the, I mean, 
the weird thing is, that's not now for us to say. That's for other people to remember what they thought of that night. Right. I'm just saying my personal experience was, like, you have these, like, I've been doing, I've been in show business a long time. You know when something's good, and then you know when something's, like, for me personally, I, I felt like, oh, fuck, I could do this forever. Like, it was really a lot of fun. I posted on, like, Facebook and Twitter immediately afterwards that in my 17 years, and this is my 17th year in a row at the festival, that it was possibly the most fun thing I'd ever done in 17 years of Okay, I, I'm in favour of ripping the Band-Aid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking about, like, you know, <laughs> how it, wonderful the night was before we, yeah. the Band-Aid came off. It didn't record. The podcast we recorded, Superpod, yes. on Thursday night, it didn't record. Right. Well, no. Actually, that's not, not the entire thing. Yeah. It did record. Right. And in the transferring of uh, it from a computer to uh, an SD card, someone yanked the SD card. Now, you know how like when your iPod says, don't pull it out too quick, you'll lose your shit, but you don't? You feel good about it? Yeah. We lost it on the hard drive of the computer and on the card. So there is it's no... It's the complete opposite of your sex life, basically, Charlie, which was always about not pulling it out fast enough. <laughs> when you say we lost it, yeah. it wasn't us. Not and no, 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 not and not, walk not walking the room. Uh, the fat, so here's what happened. So then tonight now, Will and I, it's Saturday night, both of us are having excellent shows yeah. uh, in different venues. I come off stage, I'm feeling awesome. And the... Uh, I mean, is your back a little bit sore from the night we spent the night before just patting each other on the back <laughs> about how awesome we, it was? We... <laughs> Literally just each other all <laughs> last night, jerking each other off, <laughs> fingering each other. It was, yeah. Smelling we, each other's shit. It's, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. I said earlier tonight, we we are acting like we lost Joshua Tree. <laughs> like we recorded Joshua Tree we fucking lost it. Let's be real about this. Four retards made a podcast in a room with other people that liked them. And were predisposed to like them because... To be fair, the shared fan base uh, of the two podcasts here in Australia has been nothing short of phenomenal. People showing up in clown outfits. Like, this has been one of the best weeks of my entire life. Barnum. Also, the, I mean, one of the great things that we loved about the podcast was le legitimately we had two different shows coming together for the first time, like in entirety, you know, yeah. in this performance. And while there was people in the room who understood the in-jokes from your podcast, there was people in the room who un understood the in-jokes from our podcast. Right. You never felt like you knew if there was more from one or more from the other in that room. It literally felt like the most balanced, wonderful audience who got it all. All of it. And they were game for all of it, and it was seamless. And then the only thing that we had prepared, which was uh, Charlie had his very first stand-up set that he ever did, <laughs> just, typed out. And, I can't talk about it. And he, and he told it to us. He told and it to us. And when he told it to us... We fucking, Dave and I, as we do occasionally on our podcast, we laughed until we almost shit. We were <laughs> apoplectic. There's a photo, I think, going around of Dave and I literally looking like we're losing our minds. Like it was, and, and, and Will's laughing and Charlie's just holding a piece of paper. It was fucking awesome. I traveled through time. I literally laughed so much I traveled through time. <laughs> yeah. It was the it was funniest crazy. thing I'd ever heard Yeah, that was one of those ones where I get We woke up today and we were planning the t-shirts we were going to sell yeah. based on what he said with his first yeah. line. <laughs> right, because he wrote his first line out, which, was, which is still funny to me, uh, where he comes on stage, the first thing he would say to the audience is, okay, relax. <laughs> Which just assumes that they're not. Which is so sweet and funny, and the it just it's fucking awesome that you would even write what would probably be the the most improvised line of the night. You would just go up on stage and start with material, but he even put the improvisation of "Okay, relax, people." But Out not just that—that that you assumed that they would be tense when you walked on stage. <laughs> 
See, this is where you're you being optimistic. This is, the, about this your is where you guys missed the point of the bit, right? <laughs> the line was, "Everyone relax, yeah. it's okay." Right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Tiffany Wood has had a boob job. Oh right, right, right. Everyone relax. Front of a magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the point of the joke. He's trying. Uh, I was I was satirizing popular media and okay. the way they turn minor stories about celebrities getting the boob jobs into headlines. Yes. Okay, yes. well, here's the only thing that I'd say. Normally, the setup goes before the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go with, I'm going to, yeah, like that explanation of what you're doing might have sold that joke and you, we'd be doing it, we'd be all at a different festival. So here's the thing that we need to point out, though. We yeah. just need to get this out of the way, which is very simple, that we decided that even though this thing wasn't recorded, that, you know, like a lot of our, both of our podcasts are about trying to, you know, connect with people about when shit goes wrong, you know, you embrace the shit and you try to turn it into something positive. So we thought, why not surprise Dave? <laughs> Break the news to Dave. On air and record his reaction live because the funny thing was in a like punked way. No, the, 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 I literally don't miss. Because like, what happened? The conversation we had is the three of us were at gin, uh, <laughs> three of us were at a bar, yeah. and we were saying how are we going to tell Dave? Who's going to tell Dave? No one wants to tell Dave. And then we thought, well, we should tell him, mm. but let's tell him on air. Let's yes, because I mean, shit, we have to have something. Yeah, we have to. Have something. We're all we're right. all here together. Yeah. And we, and he is the only one that doesn't know and probably won't know if he doesn't run into anybody. I, I've told no one. And well, I didn't if he knew, right he away. would have texted you by now, right? Yeah, he would yeah. have said something. Or you would hear him the screaming. Most, from although me. the most desperate thing you can ever say when you're in Australia is, I'm drinking with Greg Floyd. Yeah. So that may well be the reaction you have when shit goes wrong. Um, um, how is Dave going to react, do you think? If you could predict. He's me bummed. Do I need to put? But the is he going to be angry or is he going to be silent? It's hard to say. Kind of... It's hard to say. He he seemed because your lady got him so riled up about the festival last night because she was telling him all the bad things yeah, that the festival right. does to comics and stuff. Because today he was in no mood for it. Because I was saying, you know, she came down. He goes, we don't we don't need these guys. They, you know, he I, was riled before that though. I mean, well, I heard the podcast riled. before you guys got here, and he oh, was already he was shitty with the festival before it even got here. So yeah. Dave likes to be just angry at things and events. He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah. He does, and it's and it's hard because I'm now like, he's going to have an excuse. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons where there's a headline with Grandpa Simpson. It's old man yells at cloud. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's totally old man yells at cloud. <laughs> god, I gotta get that. I gotta get that. I gotta get a front picture of that. Yeah, that, yeah. that is Dave in a nutshell. A old man yells at cloud should be Dave's Indian name. <laughs> if Dave had an Indian name, it would be old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Oh my God, that's his Indian name. He'll be psyched to hear that. Yeah. Old man yells a cloud. Yeah. So he'll he'll he's gonna be fucking bummed. He'll be bummed because he also you'll like, break it to him, right? I think yeah, I, I think yeah, you should. Oh, yeah, I think that's how this. Oh, is I have no problem. I, mean, no, no, he's I don't think we can say come out to our country. Don't do gigs that aren't organized by the festival, and then we're gonna lose your shit. We're we can't say shit. that. Yeah, yeah. Remember that thing that we didn't expect that was like a bonus that was better than anything we'd ever done. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. How are you? How are you? You doing okay? How's Fleety? Is he doing okay? How's <laughs> Fleety? What oh are you guys God. up to? Well, yeah. at least he'll be he'll be in a good mood. I mean, Fleety is fun to hang out with, likes to drink, so he'll come in here in a good yeah. mood. And you know what the good news is for Dave? When he gets up here, suddenly the seventy dollars he lent Fleety that he'll never see again <laughs> will seem minor in comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so he's, he's, he's in the, the other room. He's in the bathroom. In the toilet at the moment. And he had a good set tonight. And yeah. a lot of the uh, older Australian comics that were there told me it was awesome. Which yeah. everybody, in, when you're in comedy, anyone that you think is good. Uh, Fleety must have said something nice about him. Have you ever seen... So he's in a really good mood. You know they said there's this expression, lamb to the slaughter? Yeah. His eyes came in, it was like a Disney character, big eyes, full of hope. Yeah. I, du- I ducked across the room to get some papers and I ran into him in the street, like he was coming trying to find where we are. Yeah. It's only been fun and vibey, up vibe yeah. conversations. Yep. This is horrible. Yep. I actually feel like now we're about to shoot Bambi's mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a My Little Pony. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Yeah. We, we started recording without you. I, I, please, just, I just half flushed. What does that mean? It means uh, the button on the left. I'm just going to say that my gig tonight was fucking off the hook. Yeah. Uh, I blew it out with some awesome comedy, as I do. I spit golden awesome. And uh, <laughs> everyone loved it. And, uh, and then I go backstage. And Susan uh, from the festival is there. And uh, she's ashen. Oh, God. Did you kill someone? <laughs> Almost. If only it was Almost. that good. So, so Susan is ashen because no. she saw my set finally. She uh, <laughs> she saw your comedy. She did everything she could to avoid booking you in rooms, she would say. And then she stumbled onto you occasionally yeah. anyway. So she comes back and she says to me, uh, I have some bad news for you. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm not getting paid. But then I'm like, I'm not getting paid that much money. It wouldn't even be that bad of news given you know the fucking hotel and the good time we've had. She says... We lost the recording of the Superpod. What? <laughs> we lost the recording of the Superpod. Why didn't they just fucking give it to us? It was it, also on two fucking SD cards. Here's what happened. They were, according to them, and I again, this is second or third hand. Greg's the only one who's actually spoken to Susan. We, she, we've heard second hand. She said they, they spent most, they've spent the last two days trying to find it. They... We're downloading it onto the card, and somebody ejected the card, and they lost both the hard drive and the card. Oh. <laughs> and apparently it doesn't go to the cloud or any of those things that apparently modern things are meant to do. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't go to the cloud. So we actually seen... had a third guy there who was recording it live onto a wax cylinder. Yeah. And he left them out in the sun, they melted, so we lost those ones too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Like that, this feels uh, probably at the moment... Like this is an episode of Punked or an, or intervention. No, I totally believe it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we yeah. we were, we literally, and this is something we've explained to people before you arrived. But we were in such a crisis that we were like, the only way that we can deal with this, the only way that we can talk about this is to have a to podcast right because now. we. I don't even know what to fucking say because. There, it was already a bad sign that they wanted to give me a tiny SD card after the fucking first one. And it was a bad sign that they didn't have it backed up all over the fucking place. That, like, once they gave it to us, like, oh, good luck with your thing. <laughs> and but then, that really is what a podcast is, isn't it? Yeah, but you good fucking luck. back it Podcast up. should also be called good luck with your thing. Anyone that's doing one and anyone that has one, welcome to good luck with your thing. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. We're not this, in the golden age. Yeah, this is how little we care about your thing. Yeah, it's not like, and I said, I, and I said, I was said to these guys before, if I can repeat the joke a million times, but I, I, I was, I didn't know what to say. So I go, fuck, I'm not going to, I didn't want to send it to you. Because I didn't know where you were, and then you said you were at a gig. So I was like, "Well, you're working, whatever." And and I knew, and they said, "We've told, we've." It was really, it literally was like a death. And I, yeah. they were like, "Well, that's that's so they go, they, they go, we we told Will, we've left a note for Will." So uh, and, and then Charlie and then Charlie crashing his green. Charlie hits me up and says, "Hey, I'm gonna be at the well, gin- well from our point of view." 
So I'm at dinner with uh, Gemma and Amy. Are and you are you in the Arctic? They can't see me, Dave. No, but your hat. <laughs> we're inside, <laughs> and you're wearing a knit hat. Like you're somewhere else. Like Dave, we're having a conversation in Australia about a missing podcast. <laughs> You look like you're in, the, in Antarctica. Dave, y- yes. Y- your wife is a psychologist, and she'd say what you're doing right now is you're taking out your anger on someone. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Well, that's what I've always done! I'm going to lash out at all you motherfuckers before this shit's over! And then I'm going to end up standing in front of Susan's house full of gin screaming about shit like penguins. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's, this is going to end horribly. <laughs> Well, you're taking it well. I gotta be honest with you, better than we were. <laughs> I, but I gotta say this because of what I don't think it's. It also hasn't hit him yet. Like he, like I'm watching him. I know the stage he's going through. He's not. He's not remembering what. Like because he's, he's, no, he's, he's, no, he's, I remember because I went because of what I went through with the first podcast. You feel like I you've lost, been like you got a bit I, of a taste. I, I feel like I've already like. Like it was like I grieved that one and then came back and found <laughs> oh it, God. and so now I know this one's this one's gone because those fuckers aren't going to find it anywhere. How are they going to? I know we think it's gone. I don't they, think they, I don't they, think we're they, holding it. They unhooked the fucking hard drive before it was fully loaded. Though. Yeah, this is why that little warning always comes up. Don't do that. Like they did that. Yeah. In fact, we could become the national spokespeople for that. You know. <laughs> oh my god. I Hi. Hi. What if our faces I'm, just popped up and said yeah. that warning? Hey, um, this is you know bro- how you've never heard of any of us? Here's the reason why. Someone rejected. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. They should have a cartoon of our four faces like Manny, Moe, and Jack, and we yeah. should just fucking pop up. But Great. here's the thing I think that the, the, the legend of this podcast, because it's missing, will grow to epic proportions. Yeah, of Well, so I guess this is what yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I guess this is what I would like to say is that. We may not have a document of this. If anyone does have any documentary evidence of it, whether it be photos, like, <laughs> so whatever. Well, I've seen the photos. I'm I mean, into that. But send us it all. But here's, oh. here's the thing that I would all say to, pe- say to people. If you want to put down your memories of what you liked about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, this is so sad. You're going to make me cry. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you want to write something, if you want to go, that was the So, we're talking about creating a memorial wall. This is fucking so hard. Also, not only that, not only that. Put your favorite, like if you could make a quilt, <laughs> let's make a quilt, like an AIDS quilt. Super pod quilt. Super pod quilt. So here's what you do. So some some industrious person yeah. make a Facebook page called yeah. called called the late super pod. Yeah. And then let's or just super pod, whatever, yeah. or just some sort of a super pod page, and then let's get everyone from the both podcasts yes. to just yes. collect your yes. favorite memories. Right idea. Hey, even if you weren't there, what you imagined yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, what, yeah. It, what it meant to you. The what it meant to you. What it meant to you. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we super pod born at eleven p.m. <laughs> On the 5th of April, 2012. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It was actually born April 7th. It was born about 11.17. What if we, what if we, okay, so somebody has to make a piece of art where it's been buried with a lamb on the top. You know, like when you go to a graveyard and they put lambs on the top. Uh, Lamb of God? No, when when babies die. Really? Yeah, they put when the babies died, they, they put one of the, albums, they put one of the Lamb of God albums they put, up there. They just put lambs on the graves. Yeah, but that's like a live that. lamb. Like they put it on a <laughs> they spike. They were babies. <laughs> they put they put Gwen Stefani's no, they, label lamb. No, they cook, uh, they cook <laughs> lamb and they put <laughs> bowls of lamb. It's it's skewers. <laughs> you can just take a piece and eat it. Okay. Oh my it's god, very flavorful. <laughs> so make a quilt. 
this this might be the single most self indulgent moment of my entire life. Oh, the thing you didn't know about doubt the single most, but yeah. like this, we've, we've worn our podcast. Here's, here's what we've done. A lot of people say that the word of podcasting is self indulgent by itself. Yes. But here's what we've done, people. No, we've taken podcasting to a whole new self indulgent level. Oh my God. We want you to mourn the death of a podcast <laughs> where, where by the fucking fate of God, two podcasts actually got together. It never has happened before. It's amazing. And then they did a show together, which was amazing. And then that podcast died. <laughs> oh, no. But you guys can live it on by giving us pieces of it back. God. What do you have? Memories. I would like to go any further. If there's anyone out there who's so devastated and you're crying, can you film yourself crying <laughs> and upload it to the Facebook page? Yep. Yep. Oh my God. Please. I would like a reactions page. Like, you know, when they have that reaction page, <laughs> two. the guys who watch two, two girls, one cup. cup for the first time. Yes. And they film just what. Could you please just break it to your friends? <laughs> <laughs> it is it's very much like two guys 99% of those would go like this what's a podcast <laughs> so a podcast is when two guys I my iPhone <laughs> oh my god the best the best well what best, I want to do now is do the documentary of people walking up to the memorial and touching it <laughs> and touching the touching our names and then also there's like the bits that happened so there's like oh Charlie's so it's like relax, and the guy's just <laughs> rubbing his finger across it, and then he takes a piece of paper and he. T- you know, oh, it'd be great if it was like Strawberry Fields in Central Park. You know, like they just make a memorial for it. Oh my god! At, at the town hall in but Melbourne, and, and people lay out wreaths and stuff. Oh, and things like donuts and wombats. No, we should ask wombats. Donuts flowers. and wombats. Oh my god! No, and diet cokes with uh, Groucho Marx glasses. Yes. Oh, people oh should god. send that to Melbourne town that hall. No, seriously, we should seriously ask people. To go to go to somewhere and drop flowers. <laughs> oh my god! Why the fuck not? <laughs> they should go to Susan's house and drop. Oh. Then, no, in the corner, in the corner. <laughs> well, what would Shut be? The that would be in front of town hall. Yeah, in front, in front of town hall. hall yeah. But on the very corner that's on uh, that's uh, on uh, uh, Swanston and uh, Collins Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. on that corner. Yeah. Right on the corner of the building. Yeah. <laughs> Drop you know flowers. flowers. I put any notes. Stuff, <laughs> stuff, 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 wombats. You have to take pictures though because we'll stuff all be gone. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is going too far, but I think we should organise a candlelight vigil. <laughs> oh my god! Outside the Melbourne Town Hall. Oh here's, my god! Here's the thing. Who can celebrities. play? What bands can play? <laughs> uh, well, uh, midnight you two. You two. You two definitely going to be there. Yeah. Coldplay over there. Yeah. Oh my god, McCartney, McCartney will probably write us an original song. He loves a tragedy. Him and Springsteen love an event yeah. to write an original. Yeah. Springsteen will do a whole fucking album. Don't you know Tom Morello? Don't forget. I do know Morello. Let's get fucking rage oh, against the machine. He'll be fucking outraged. Yeah. I mean, this is, this, you know what this is? Corporate media taking down independent broadcasting. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Oh my That's God. Gonna look, don't respect. forget that April 7th every year is a black armband day <laughs> at the Melbourne Comedy <laughs> Festival. Where were you the day that Tofop <laughs> Superpod, the walking room Tofop Superpod was lost? Oh Oh my god. Oh fuck. The death of Superpot. <laughs> the death of Superpot. <laughs> it barely. It barely <laughs> Where were you? Oh my god, I just. Where were you? I want to see Irish people singing Danny Boy and we hardly knew ye. Oh man. Oh, the death of Superpot. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> I like it. I like a catchphrase at the start and it did make me relax. I'm Will Anderson, by the way. <laughs> what do you think? We, we should use it.
it's sort of it's 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 sort of taken flight. Yeah, that was uh, for those who've now heard the bootleg of the Superpod, and we're, we're hopeful there might be even a bit better quality bootleg of the Superpod put together that people can hear. Charlie's opening line from his uh, first stand-up gig: "Everyone relax, it's going to be okay." <laughs> I loved it. And because it just says to the audience, everyone relax, it's going to be okay. You're in the hands of a master yep. doing his first ever stand-up gig. Uh, would that relax people, do you think? Or do you think if you were a pilot on a plane and you came, it's like, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking, everyone relax, it's going to be okay. <laughs> no, you're right. It does actually just give yep. you cause for alarm. What, was I, what, what am I not relaxed about? <laughs> Should I be panicked? I wasn't even thinking I was panicked until, hang on, I don't trust the guy who tells me to relax. He should just be relaxed. <laughs> That's why those pilots normally have those voices like they're really stoned because it makes people feel like the pilot is just so relaxed. Well, what everyone relax is the first thing you'd say when you're doing an armed uh, armed bank hold up. You'd walk in and you'd and you'd say, "Everyone relax." That's what it is. Yeah. So what you're actually saying is, if you don't relax, I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> everyone relax. It's okay if no one fucks with me. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I start killing hostages <laughs> one by one. So what I'm saying is, panic. It's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> And that sums up this podcast perfectly. <laughs> Good. All right, we've got a catchphrase. We've got an opener. Yeah. I like it. Finally, it's only taken us, what, 78 episodes? Not bad. To come up with a catchphrase? It's all right, man. Whatever. Uh-huh. You know, and then we'll just we'll use it over and over until people hate it. <laughs> like normal catchphrases. We'll sell a few t-shirts and yeah. then we'll get rid of it. It'll be like the I didn't do it kid. <laughs> people will love that shit. And then people will be like, oh, I don't want to fucking relax. Stop saying everyone relax. Um, uh, speaking of sport, I was... Uh, in America and um, heard one of these I, I listened to this um, radio station it's like uh, Lakers Radio ESPN Lakers Radio so they just talk about the Lakers 24-7 and I, and I love it because it's just American sportsmen yelling at each other that's the whole show every day disagreeing about the same things but what had happened was in the All-Stars match Dwayne Wade who plays for Miami had uh, fouled Kobe Bryant and broken his nose uh, which you know and everyone was having this big um, you know, debate about whether yeah, you should really be fouling people in an All-Stars match or whether you're going too hard or whatever. Yeah. And now having quite a violent sort of you know, argument, like people really shouting at each other. And then someone said something that just almost made me run off the road because it was in the heat of an argument and nobody acknowledged it. You know, so it was just one of those moments where he's like shouting and everybody else just let it go. Because yeah. he said, guys, 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 I am pretty sure that Dwayne Wade did not want to come all across Kobe's face. <laughs> <laughs> and I am like, why are people not stopping and laughing at that? I'm not, I don't want to listen to a radio show where if somebody says he didn't want to come all over Kobe's face, that you don't stop and laugh at what he has just said. And it's, then you realize you've been listening to too much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm like Charlie. <laughs> you oh, fucked me. That's the me. second time in a row you fucked me on the intro. Oh, sorry, man. Let me I, do it I again. I get so excited. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Ironically, you're saying everyone relax. I will point to you when you can talk. Okay. Oh, we're going to be that sort of radio show now. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Okay, go. Now speak. Okay, I like that, though. That was good. Hey, uh, we thought we might do a Q&A today. Yeah. Uh, because we have to uh, do a couple of episodes for while I'm away. Uh, so we, we uh, put on our Facebook page that we were going to do it and some people have uh, asked some questions. Now, I thought I wouldn't really read over the questions too thoroughly because, you know, 
Like, let's yep. get surprised on air. Exactly. But I'll, I'll uh, read in mind. I can edit this. <laughs> and we'll see how we go. Andre uh, Kazachek yeah. uh, asked. Oh, hang on. Can I see that name? I think he's the guy who supplied us with the bootleg. Oh, unreal. Well, um, if it is you, Andre, uh, thank you very much. Fuck you, but then thank you. Yeah. Uh, if you manage to invent time travel as a d- direct result of being raped in prison, would you then go back in time to stop yourself from going to prison? That's a paradox, isn't it? Well, this is, I guess this is the question. Do, or, so essentially what it boils down to, is time travel worth getting anally raped in prison? Yes, because basically you could use it to, to never, for that to have never happened. Yeah. But, or you could just live with it and keep time travel. So, okay. Well, because if you go back and stop yourself from going to prison, then you're never going to invent time travel. But what I might be able to do is, oh yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I'll get raped in prison and I'll use time travel to go into the future to get a sports almanac, come back and make myself so rich that I can just forget. I can drag myself into fear. I can afford the best therapist and the best drugs to wipe it from my memory and the, oh. be- and the best surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my rectum back up. <laughs> All right, good. I like it. Remember when you used to fetishize as a kid like things like cricket bats? Oh, I, I mean, I would, still do. I would spend hours oiling my cricket bat. <laughs> Mum's knocking on the door. What are you doing in there? <laughs> Just oiling my bat, Mum. Oiling this bat. Shining my ball. Yeah. Okay, this is from Jacob Scoris. Okay. Hypothetical. We like a hypothetical. Batman is real. What do you mean Batman is real? Batman is real. Maybe the next bit's the hypothetical. (laughs) And for some reason chooses you as his new sidekick to accompany him on a perilous mission to capture the Joker. For lots of good reasons, I imagine. The company, (laughs) our awesome knowledge of Batman, and our constant support of his career. Yeah, because that's what celebrities love, is someone sitting next to them telling them all about their career. He wants a yes man. (laughs) That's what Batman wants. He wants someone to encourage him when he's down and he's missing his parents. He needs a friend, a buddy. He can do all the ask, you know, the ask, the ask kicking. kissing. Oh, right. He can do the ask kicking and we'll do the ask kissing. Yeah, that's right. Our costume will just be a big pair of lips. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my character, the yes man. <laughs> he tells you, however, that this is a one-way mission. Oh. Your death is a certainty. Yeah. Do you take him up? So a better plot? plan. Come up with a better plan, Batman. <laughs> Aren't you meant to be some kind of like tactical genius? I'm really into you, Batman, and you always come out on top. So Why do I have to die? I know you've killed one of your Robins. Yeah. What's going on no, with that? What's that? You go through Robin's fast and the spinal tap goes through drummers. Yeah, exactly. This is, is this some comic thing? Am I comic relief? Is that what I am to you? I'm disposable comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, 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 Will, I want you to go into battle just as Robin. I'm just going to be filming on my own phone. Like, no, no, this isn't going to go up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Cut. Batman's just been given his own YouTube channel. Yeah. And he's like, I've got to get some content. <laughs> Will Ferrell is kicking my ass. That guy's hilarious. I'm going to start killing Robins just to get my hits up. <clears throat> do you take him up on it for the glory of being Batman's sidekick or turn down his offer and live a long reasonably happy life oh no I would definitely die for Batman for sure like if Batman came to me and said like you know if people would remember that I was one of Batman's assistants like whatever I've achieved in my career and I feel like that I could die now and I'd be happy that I kind of achieved part of what you wanted I was saying this to someone the other day that all I really ever wanted to do was to be a like a stand up comedian and I've spent the majority of my life, I've spent 17, 18 years being a stand-up comedian and I've had times where I've shared the stage with my heroes, my absolute heroes. And oh, I've got to, stop it. To do gigs with I'm me. blushing. I'm just going to let you live in that world because I'm <laughs> dying now and I want you to like remember me well. So I'm not going to burst your little bubble. Well, I'm probably going to do the eulogy, so it's probably better I go out with like... Oh, so I should, yeah, yeah, so I should butt you up a little bit <laughs> yeah. as well. 
Otherwise, I'll get up and go, first thing about Will being dead, he's a cunt. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone. He did not say one nice thing to me before he died. We were on a stage only weeks ago. Uh, so I, I'm ready to die. All right. So if Batman came to me and said, like, you know, it's time, that would, that would be a great way to go. I'd rather that than get old and just sort of, like, you know, fade into... Yeah, it's better to, what, what was it, to burn out than to fade away or whatever the, yeah, yeah. the lyric is. Listen to me, I have something to say. It's better to fade out than, no, to die young than to fade away. Burn out than to fade away. That's Pretty much exactly what I said. said. <laughs> Neil Young, right? Yeah, we, we both got to the same place. You just took the scenic route. <laughs> but we both got there. It's Neil Young and yep. the scary guy from Highlander. That's yep. both them shows. <laughs> the Kurgan, whatever his name was. Yeah, um, I'd be fine with that. I, I, if, Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, it's not like... Like, imagine that. If you're doing my eulogy, you're like Will Anderson, popular stand-up comedian, and also Batman's assistant. Okay. That would be the best who's ever. A mo- who's a modern-day Batman? If, like, uh, Corporal Ben Roberts, whatever his name is. Okay. Is that his name? Let's not go with whatever his name is, because when people make fun oh, yeah. of these guys, they get in heaps people of trouble. Get okay. Yeah. The Victoria Cross guy. Yeah. So he comes to you and he says... Recipient, not winner. He says, Will, uh, I have some intel here. Yeah. You know, Al-Qaeda is working from this location. Mm-hmm. For some reason... <laughs> I need you to come with me. You are, you are key to us taking down this empire. Yeah. But you're going to die. Will you do it? I'll say, Ben, can you dress as Batman and ask me? <laughs> <laughs> when you say it's a black ops, can we dress as Batman? Is that what we have to do? Because if, if I can dress as Batman, I'm in. At least put these little ears in your beanie. All right. You don't have to dress like him, but just go over in the shadows and go, say it in this voice. <laughs> we have a mission. That's all. That's all I need. And I'm, I'm happy to help out. Uh, I, yeah, I think I would also, as weird as that sounds, if, and I don't know what this situation is. Okay. So say the most evil person on the planet. Say Robert Mugabe, right? Uh, Robert Mugabe, uh, I don't know. He, he finds some of my clips on YouTube yeah. and he thinks I'm hilarious, right? Yeah. And so he invites me to do a concert, like, you know... Bring him to me! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and the government hear about this and they say, well, this is finally our opportunity yeah. to kill Robert Mugabe. So yeah. we're going to put... Only, the only way we can do it, undetected, because they're going to search you and everything, is to put an actual explosive in your body yeah. that they will then... Yeah. You hug him. Yeah, because we'll di- you've been asked to do a tight five at yeah. his, like, inauguration or whatever yeah. they do for dictators. And so you're going to be close enough to him yeah. that, you know... Uh, well, Mugabe has this thing that every time someone entertains him, at the end he'll give them a big hug. A big hug. hug, yes, right. And that's when you have to set it up. Yep. So you have to get implanted with a bomb and yep. detonate it. And you have to yell something out. Because, <laughs> you know, normally bombers always yell something out before they press the button. Yeah. You know what I'm going to yell out? What? Everyone relax. <laughs> 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 Just to get a little toe fop plug in at the end. It might get the hits of the podcast up. I know? really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I you. mean, because people are going to, like, you know, when I'm dead and I'm a hero... Um, people are going to suddenly be interested in the podcast. It's the best publicity we could ever have. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if I go on that suicide mission. I just, I just think that I would want some guarantees in place. I mean, am what I do you going? Mean? Well, if it's just a case, I mean, there's always a theory that the only reason Batman had Robin was because he's a decoy. Batman wears dark, hides in the shadows, and he hires a little kid wearing like bright colors to run around, and that you know draws gunfire away from. It's a fair point. 
So if that's all I'm going it's to do... It's like the guy, you know, which is a well-trodden path that people have talked about, but it's like the guy in the different coloured shirt on Star Trek episodes. Yeah, yeah, the you, red shirts. You always knew you were going to be in trouble. Uh, the, yeah, the red shirts. They're yeah. the ones who would always die. Yeah. yeah. So so Robin's a bit like that yeah. in some ways. Definitely. Robin's a bit like, um, Batman, I get why, why you're you... dressed in black because <laughs> we work at night in the shadows. Yeah. But I am dressed as a colourful bird. Yeah. <laughs> The first costume you gave me was just a giant white sheet with a red circle yeah. on it. And one of those high-res orange vests yeah. that people who are working at night. Batman, why have you put me in a fluorescent car? Yeah. Is this really with a siren on the top? And is it really important to mark all my vital organs yeah. with a texter? I like this new suit. It's multicolored, and yet it has this target in the middle yeah. of it. What? Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And I've managed to wait until after the intro. Mm. I'm very excited about that. Do you think it, I think it works. I like it. I like it. I mean, we took our I time. I feel like we start with momentum now. Yeah. And it's just, but I can, you know what, I can see it on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> I can just say, everyone relax, this is Dofop. Yeah, this is the moment our podcast jumped the shark. Yeah. And we weren't even in the water. <laughs> We're going to spend half an hour just discussing merchandising no. ideas. Yeah, here are all our di- ideas. Give us money. Yeah. We haven't come up with any of them yet, but we think we have a catchphrase. Yeah. So we'll just force that down your throat for a while until but you accept it as a catchphrase that, as well. That must be the rationale behind the WWE, though. Like the catchphrases is like t-shirts. Of course, t-shirts are us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so because yeah. catchphrases didn't exist in wrestling like in the eighties, did it? It was more like a nineties Steve Austin sort of late nineties thing. Yeah, wasn't it? and The Rock and people like that. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, he's saying what's on my t-shirt? <laughs> this is so exciting. Uh, uh, my my mate's dad, Michael Kearney, when I was growing up, his dad. Used to get the. His dad had one of those like traditional old school like workshops. He walked in and he had like Playboys uh, stuck up on the walls and stuff like centerfolds. And he had this one. I remember this one enormous poster that was like a big like uh, what do they call them? Um, like poster size. Like uh, it's not like a uh, centerfold size, but like a big you know like a band poster. Yeah, framed. And it was missing. A poster. Yes. <laughs> so what I was trying to what I was trying to explain. Is that it wasn't a centerfold. It was a centerfold picture, but yeah. in poster size. Yeah. And it was like Miss Nude Australia 1980 or something like that. And uh, me and Michael, um, we, he had a little brother who was say, so we would have been about eight, he would have been about five or six. Yeah. And we dared him to get up on a stool and kiss the boobs of uh, oh. Miss Nude Australia. Nice. And so he did, but then he got sort of halfway up the chair. No, he got up the chair and he was leaning forward to kiss, but then Michael like shook the chairs. Oh, I'm going to knock you off. And he started like crying. And then that alerted his mum and we were like, get down, get off the stool. But he was so scared that we were going to pull the stool away. He just sort of stayed stuck against the wall. And I remember his mum walking in and so we're standing there and she sees her youngest son standing on a stool like with his mouth like inches away from the boobs of Miss Nude Australia. And she just burst out laughing. Of course she would. It's hilarious when you're a parent. In the old days, media was measured. Yeah, you bought a newspaper, right? Uh, News. A newspaper. What's what is this of which you speak? You know those news sites you go to on the internet? Yes. They used to be written down on paper. <laughs> I don't believe you. This is from Alistair Wills. Will or Charlie? Of the three performers from the Superpod, if you yep. had to fuck one, marry one and kill one, who would you choose and why? Okay, so this is that game that yep. people play. You get three people and you have to fuck, marry, kill. Yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. Do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I guess I would, uh, well, I've spent a lot of time with you. Yeah. 10 years, I'd kill you. Because, you know, it's time to make some new friends. Oh, well, I didn't say that coming. Um, sure. I would fuck Dave Anthony because I think it would really annoy him and that yep. would just make me laugh. Okay, yep. 
and I'd marry Greg Berent because he's a sweetheart. All right. Well, I would... I'd, I'd have to kill Dave just because <laughs> I feel like at some stage he would kill me. If, yeah. given, if, if he's playing this game, Good point. he might be saying he's going to kill me. So if I've got an opportunity, I'm going to have to kill him first. And I think there's certain days where Dave would welcome it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you catch him on the right day, it might be like a win-win. I, I feel like he would think it was sweet relief. <laughs> That I was doing him a favour, you know? So just after he's watched the news yeah. at night. Yeah, exactly. Round. Particularly rolled about something. He's just spent 20 minutes on Twitter. <laughs> I'll come around and kill him. Put him out of his misery. Uh, I'm going to have sex with Greg. All right. Because his skin is soft. Yeah. And like he, he, he's like a cool version of what he's, I would like to be like. He's almost like a chick. The amount of attention that goes into his hair and wardrobe. Man. And he wears cardigans. Like he yeah. kind of looks like the sort of girls I'm into. Yeah. That's so true. I'm fine with that. He looks like he could be like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Ellen DeGeneres. Although I would be into Ellen DeGeneres. I like if if there's a rockabilly Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. That would be great. All right. And then so I'll... We're getting I'll, married. Yeah, I'll marry you. No, no well... You'd be good company. I, I, I'd be happy to be married to you. Virtually a marriage. Yeah, I, exactly. I clean. Yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Not when I've taken mushrooms. But other times... I'm a pretty good house guest. Yeah, no, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, we, right. have, we have a lot. I'm more than happy to fucking stay at home while you no. go off and earn some money. Yeah, exactly. I'll keep the house clean. I feel like that you cats. would. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally down. Let's get yeah. married. Well, as soon as they legalize it. Yeah, come on, guys. Do <laughs> we know what my style is? What I've worked out? White trash. Yeah. Like if you put me in trucker hats, flannels, singlets, jeans, I look. I'm a good redneck. Yeah. It's a pity that's not cool here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like a great racist. No, but you've got a good sort of like I reckon that could be a cool look to have in America, but here there's no sort of oh look, he's got like a you know, kind of modern take on redneck. Yeah, like I'm like it's like a hipster version of California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you Born in the wrong era in the wrong country, man. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was the eighties in America, I'd be the coolest cat going around. Oh man, I fucking made such a dick of myself at a friend's 21st when I was like 18. This girl, she had a, it was a real kind of like, um, if this was a John Hughes movie, she had the, she was the rich girl with the snooty parents, you know, so it's her 21st and I decked out this amazing house out in the eastern suburbs, you yeah. know, and um, I turned up and if I was the rascally, you know, kid from the wrong side of the tracks in the John Hughes film. So I get to this party and um, just generally don't really know that many people. So I start drinking to get kind of confident. And obviously, the more I drink, the more confident I'm getting. This um, and you guy, thought, this combination can never end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Clearly, the more I drink, the more confident I will be. <clears throat> well, I ended up befriending her um, her uncle, who I think was kind of keen on me. He was like oh. like his mid-40s uncle. And so he, sa- he said, have you ever had Frangelico? <laughs> and he actually spoke like that. That's not me being stereotypical. That's me being accurate. <laughs> And I was like, no, nah, I don't know what that is. And so he poured a glass and it was like sweet. Like, you know, did, he, did he call it Jesus juice? <laughs> I don't know if that's what he was grooming me for. <laughs> I did, no, I couldn't. I can't go to that. <laughs> uh, so he's pouring the frangelica. So it's sweet and it's super alcoholic and I get fucked up really quickly. And anyway... Um, the girl's best friend uh, was just, she was like the school prefect or whatever, real kind of like, um, if we're still in that kind of teen uh, movie land, she's like, uh, um, uh, who is Gabrielle Cataris in 90210? Oh, Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah, she's Andrea Zuckerman. So yeah. this girl is like the kind of nerdy, <laughs> nerdy but still. I should get one point for that. <laughs> 
She was the she was the nerdy but still kind of hot um, best friend of the girls' twenty first. It was, and she gave she gave this speech, and it was one of the most you know. There's those certain kind of public speakers, especially when you're in high school. It's like the high school debater, who when they talk, everything is enunciated, and every joke has his own punctuation point. You know, a bit like um, who's the girl who did the, the little kid who did the Olympic Games thing? My name is uh, Tanya Blanco. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyway, so that's how her speech was going, and so I started heckling her. <laughs> Because I was fucking spastic by this stage. You were heckling it. I was heckling in the 21st speech. Because I thought she was doing it as a joke. Because yeah. it was so kind of like ridiculous and prissy and over the top. So what sort of heckles were you heckling? Oh, I can't remember. It's just something along the line. The, uh, like it was more like she would ask a question like, um, but of course, who would be more fun than Susan? And I'd be like, well, you're not more fun than Susan. Like stuff like that shit. But expecting that people were kind of into it, yeah. but they weren't. So... <laughs> Um, someone, the, someone sort of uh, ushered me out into like the, the front balcony. I think they were asking me to leave, but I was so drunk I wasn't quite sure that's what they were saying. So the speech is finished and Gabrielle Cateris, um, what's her name again? Andrea Zuckerman. Andrea Zuckerman comes storming up to me and she starts saying like, how uncool that was, blah, 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 blah. And as she's talking, I'm just staring at her going, I'm going to totally kiss this chick <laughs> like she's fully dressing down, right? So I do. I plant one on it. What? Probably like the sloppiest fucking... It's one of like, the bravest uh, moves of all time. She responds. What? She responds. She's she starts kissing you back, right? Because you're a bad boy. I you're guess a rebel, so. man. You're I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was so fucking drunk. It was a kind of drunk where... Every... What a great way to get out of a situation, though. <laughs> Just kiss someone. Like, you should do that. You should try that more often in life. Next time I'm getting a ticket. Yeah. Do you realize you were... <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So I start passing her. She starts passing me back. Yeah. And um, we stumble, like, because we go, so we, we kiss, kiss, kiss. And then, like, she, you know, she sort of, like, smiles or whatever. So I, I realize we're on. And so we sort of stumble into a room. We push the doors open. And um, we're, like, kissing and we're taking off each other's clothes and all this kind of How stuff. How old are you? 18. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, no, for the sake of this story. Oh, no, I was just trying to think. No, I was definitely 18. She, she, they had left. They were a couple of years above me, so I was still in high yeah. school. Or maybe it was a year. Right? Anyway, so we're kissing and making out and stuff. And she's lying on the ground on top of her, and I think like I'm feeling her boobs or something. Mm-hmm. And we hear this. And I look up, and everyone, the entire party out on the lawn, can see into the bedroom because <laughs> it's like this little quadrangle courtyard backyard. So the house is like a kind of U shape. So I thought, because I, I was so drunk, I didn't, hadn't worked out the geometry of the house. So when I stepped out into the front yard and then pushed into the first room, I thought, well, we're miles away from like, where the party is. No one's going to see. But every room in the house faces on, and the blinds were up. And I could just see, like, and there's, like, grandparents and parents and uncles and stuff just staring. They must have thought you were the fucking greatest of all time. <laughs> that you've gone from destroying this to suddenly... You know, about to uh, sexually violate <laughs> the best friend of the girl's party. It was amazing. Oh man, it was terrible. They must still tell that story. Have you ever seen any of those people again? No. I mean, no. The girl whose party. I never spoke to the girl whose party it was about it. I actually, because I, I don't know what. I mean, so we got interrupted there, mm. and then I don't know what happened or how I didn't get kicked out. But I ended up waking up in that house, like the next morning, waking up in the family's or You know how they do a big cook up after a twenty first. Yeah. So I remember like waking up and I was so hungover, like so hungover. And I had vague memories of what had happened the night before. And I walk out and everyone who stayed the night is up. So there's like, you know, 15 or so people and having bacon and eggs and stuff. And I just walk out. And remember, I don't really know anyone that yeah. well. Like I, I met this girl because I did a play with her. And so I'm sort of like, uh, hey, you know, how are you going? And they're like, you want some eggs and stuff? 
And then, like, they've obviously been talking about of me. Of course they have been. <laughs> of course they have So when I sit down, like, they That's all... That's all they've been talking about. They all about. start reminding me of that, the, the, the previous night's events. And it was just like, oh, my God. And I thought the worst thing I can do is just to run. I'm just going to stay here and just try and own it and be cool with it. But... I don't have the self-confidence to own shit like that. I feel really guilty and oh embarrassed. God. So I stayed, but then I went and then, uh, so, you know, I had my breakfast, but I was so sick. I then went and promptly threw up. <laughs> One final insult. It's a vomit to go on with. They're all like, this guy is good. I mean, this guy knows how to party. We live in a, in a culture where two fucking mid-30s idiots can go, our boring conversations are so interesting, we should record them and put them out on the internet and make people listen to them. You could have made fun of the Kardashians it's, and made the same point. It's, it? <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough that we have to have these conversations with each other. We are vain enough to think that the rest of the world needs to hear our opinions on things. I don't know. That's not... Um, no, that, I mean, I know what you're saying, but that's not why we do this. I don't do no, this podcast. No, this is yeah. not why we do this. Yeah. I was making fun of us. But okay. we live in a world dominated... I don't take jokes about Tupac very well, Will. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Charlie's the more... That's to get in a fight with you. Charlie's the more thin-skinned of us. <laughs> this is where all the shit went wrong. Well, I was still taking it lightly and flippantly and enjoying it, and Charlie's... We're changing went, the world, Will. If you can't see that... Imagine that. This is actually stage one in my fascist takeover of the of the world. This is this is the courtesy finger before you go full the way in. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to warm people up, and then I'm going to start slipping in my real ideas, one at a time. But eventually, a complete manifesto. Manifesto. <laughs> um, we should wind this up. All right, guys. Honestly, thank you so much for um, uh, your support of the show. There's uh, some really awesome stuff going on about the uh, the Superpod, the Lost Superpod, Death of Superpod. Um, uh, people are sending in anyone who's got stuff from bootlegs. You know, oh, we should probably make an official like, hey, we're cool with bootlegs for this one. Totally. It's it's one of those things where look, and we're also doing. There's been so many people. It's been amazing who've come online to tell us about data recovery <laughs> and you know that offering to do things for us. You know, there's people out there trying to put together bits of bootlegs that other people sort of recorded on the night. We don't mind. We just love people to be able to hear it. You know, you know, try to find it in a quality that we can put out in some fashion. Well, so, as Greg said on, on Death of Superpod, this is our American quilt. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Everyone gets to sew a patch. Yeah, and so I've been wrapped already. I've seen poems online and all sorts of you know amazing stuff. So it's it's been really cool. And if you like the show, please rate it on iTunes. Yeah, all hail iTunes, our <laughs> great and benevolent leader. <laughs> so we've got a lot of reviews. Like if yeah. you look at the average amount of reviews for a podcast show we have heaps and i love reading them too so um because a lot of you guys are very funny and you like to make fun of my hands but, yeah you know get some new material but it's fine yeah. it's fine yeah. what charlie's saying is pick on him but for something new <laughs> um you can find us on facebook uh we're on twitter at TweetFop. um there's also uh, a couple of hashtags if you're interested tofop quotes and tofop facts um we're gonna tr- i'm gonna try and get tofop back on twitter yeah. i think it makes sense tweet fop i think it was cute but it's kind of annoys me now yeah i'm over it it's confusing <laughs> it is confusing. a lot about this podcast is confusing Nobody knows what the internet is and how to find internet radio programs. <laughs> Secondly, it's got a stupid name. It makes no sense. Yeah. Thirdly, it's poorly recorded. <laughs> um, Are you going to keep going because you're fucking depressing me? That's okay. It's fine. We've, we've monkeyed it along. <laughs> we are like, we, this must be, people listening to this, We're Charlie, the jalopy. <laughs> if we were a car, we'd be a jalopy. No, I think what we're like is like, you know, it, people who listen to this are like scientists working with, you know... <laughs> 
partly intelligent apes. And, like, as we pick up simple skills over the years, the scientists, like, look on and go, oh, look at that. Isn't that cute? Planet of the partly intelligent apes. Yeah, that's what we are. <laughs> but they see our intelligence growing slowly. <laughs> Like, and eventually, like, I'll have to be worried about this, Charlie, because we're coming after him. So what you're trying to say is we're some bizarre flowers for Algernon yeah. type experiment. <laughs> it's like, if you listen, they seem yeah. to get smarter. I think that's why yeah, so many people are listening to the podcast these days. I'm, I'm sure they're studying us. <laughs> it's the evolution of stupidity. Yeah. And the great thing is they're listening to this right now, very proud of us, that we've finally worked out that that's why people listen. <laughs> like, they're like, oh. Oh my god, they are getting they're getting self aware. <laughs> Rise of the idiots. Up until, this was the day where they stopped thinking what they were doing was entertainment yeah. and they realized it was just a bizarre social experiment. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. <laughs> <laughs>